Rest is not idleness, and to lie sometimes on the grass under trees, on a summer's day, listening to the murmur of the water, or watching the clouds float across the sky, is by no means a waste of time. That quote is thanks to early 20th century British baronet and polymath John Lubbock. And since today is the very first day of summer in the Northern Hemisphere, I think it's a great one to share. Hi there, and thanks for joining me on Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm your host, Jan M. Flynn, and if you, like me, spend a little too much time rummaging around in your mental attic, every week I offer you a brief break from the cobwebs and from those endless voices in your head by listening to the ones in mine. As I've said on some previous episodes, it was a long, hard winter this year, and spring took its time in coming, and when it finally did, it brought with it stuff we're not supposed to have to confront for months, like epic wildfires in Canada spewing a miasma of smoke that made Manhattan look like the post-apocalyptic Sodom and Gomorrah that everybody in the Bible Belt already thinks it is, and a way-too-early outbreak of deadly tornadoes that tore up the Midwest and Southeast while late blizzards pummeled the upper Midwest. And where I live in southern Idaho, we've been hit with a bizarre weather pattern that really belongs more to the Midwest than the Mountain West. Daily thunderstorms, some of them dumping torrential rain and hail. The sagebrush and tumbleweed hardly know what to make of it. But summer is finally, officially here. And nobody could blame us for being a little giddy. Roll out those lazy, hazy, crazy days. Dig out the swimsuits, dust off the lawn chairs, fire up the BBQ, and put the suds on ice, baby. It's time to party. And this is a time of year when there's an abundance of festivities to attend, whether we're traveling or sticking close to home. Some are iconic, like the 4th of July in the good old USA, when most of us can put our crabby politics aside long enough to scarf a hot dog, vegan ones count, and revel in the safe and sane fireworks. Others are more localized, like Sawtooth Fest, which is set amidst the glorious Sawtooth Mountains around Stanley, Idaho in mid-July. Like a lot of similar festivals, it features live music, local arts and crafts, and food. It used to be called the Mountain Mama Fair, which I liked better, but nobody asked me. Anyway, it's a good time. It's only a three-hour drive from where I live, and you can't beat the scenery. Maybe I'll go again this year. But some summer festivals cross the line into bizarro land. Maybe it's the release of Winter's Grip, or maybe it's the sudden rush of vitamin D. Whatever, summer ushers in some celebrations that lean so far past whimsical they tilt right into weirdness. They happen all over the Northern Hemisphere, and some you may have heard of, like La Tomatina in Valencia, Spain, in which revelers try to climb a tall, greased pole to reach a ham at the top, and then everybody hurls ripe tomatoes at everybody else for a full hour. Fire trucks then hose off the streets, and everybody goes home happy, assuming they didn't break their legs slipping in the tomato slime. This year, La Tomatina happens on August 30th, and tickets are already selling out. I will not be there. Another one you may be familiar with is Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake in England. In this event, people chase a seven-pound wheel of double Gloucester cheese 
down a very steep 200-foot hill. The winner gets the cheese. What could go wrong? There are hundreds of spectators. Contestants come from all over. It will not surprise you to learn there are also multiple injuries. The winner of this year's women's race, I guess it's still a binary thing, was 19-year-old Delaney Irving from Nanaimo, British Columbia. Irving was knocked unconscious in the process. I just remember hitting my head, and now I have the cheese, she said, according to a report in USA Today. Sounds like the aftermath of a date gone wrong to me. Matt Krola, 28, from Manchester, won one of the men's races. When asked by a reporter how he got ready for the event, Krola said, I don't think you can train for it, can you? It's just being an idiot. I couldn't agree more. This year's Cheese Rolling and Wake took place on May 29th, so if you weren't there, you missed the big cheese. It's not too early to start planning for 2024, of course, but you can leave me out. And there are lesser-known but no less strange summer flings. Finland seems to specialize in weird ways to honor summer. One of these is wife-carrying. This takes place every June in Sonkajarvi, which is a 100 kilometers north of Kuopio, Finland. As if that helps. Unless you're familiar with any place in Finland besides Helsinki, which I am not. Anyway, in this contest, husbands sling their wives over their shoulders and then sprint across rough terrain, including marshes. The winner's prize? The wife's weight in beer. I'm not even going to try to follow that up with a quip. You might not expect it, given the notoriously frigid climate, but Finland is besieged with mosquitoes in the summertime. Lots of lakes and marshes, you see, ready to launch bazillions of tiny winged vampires the minute things warm up. Hence, Finland's annual World Mosquito Catching Championship. It's a simple concept. To participate, you stand in a mosquito-ridden location and remove your top. Then you remain in place for a designated time, during which you use your hands to smite every little bloodsucker that lands on you. He or she, with the most mosquito corpses splattered across their torso, wins. I suspect there is alcohol involved in this event, too. Even so, count me out. Let's head back to Spain for the annual El Colacho Baby Jumping Festival. This does not involve infants with a freakish ability to leap— Instead, in a tradition with murky origins that probably date back to the 1600s, normally responsible parents place their babies who were born in that year, some still newborns, on mattresses in the street. Then, a guy dressed as the devil jumps over them. I am not making this up. It's apparently supposed to cleanse the wee babies of their original sin. The higher-ups in the Catholic Church are reportedly uncomfortable with the whole thing, but 400-year-old traditions don't give up easily. And in Wales, nothing says summer like peat bog snorkeling. Mark your calendar for Sunday, August 27th for the next World Bog Snorkeling Championships. It's held every year in a town with a name that's as unpronounceable as most places in Wales. It's spelled L-L-A-N-W-R-T-Y-D, Wells. If you know how to say whatever it is, Wells, by all means, ping me. Anyway, here's the challenge. Snorkel through the murky, chilly soup of a peat bog in record time without using traditional swim strokes. 
should this appeal to you, here are some of the rules. You get one of two bogs assigned at registration. This is not negotiable. You must snorkel two lengths of the bog, 110 meters in total, and touch the turnpost above the water level. You are only allowed to swim soggy paddle. It says soggy paddle. Maybe they mean doggy paddle, but it's whales. Who knows? Anyway, you are only allowed to swim soggy paddle with arms, no breaststroke or front crawl. You must swim with your face in the water, but can look occasionally to adjust direction. I'm assuming it's still okay to breathe. Anyway, you may use fins, but no monofins. You can't use webbed gloves or full-face snorkel masks. And fancy dress is optional, but encouraged. So, if you pack your tuxedo and goggles and head to unpronounceable wells, whales, for this, let me know how it goes. I'll pass. Elsewhere in the UK, summer is time for toe wrestling. A newcomer to the world of summer traditions, the World Toe Wrestling Championship is an annual event now held at the Bentley Brook Inn in Ashburn, England. Eddie Kim, writing in Slate, explains, Toe wrestling is a lot like arm wrestling. The key is to bend your opponent's appendage out of bounds. Only in this case, competitors sit on the ground, usually in a pub or a park, and use their legs and core to lever their opponent's foot toward one wall of the arena, which is a skateboard-sized piece of wood with two vertical walls inside which contestants battle. Competitors must win two rounds of three to win their bout, starting with the right foot, then switching to their left. If their toes disconnect, play is reset in the center. Toe wrestling got its start in a pub, no surprise there, in the mid-70s. Like most things this weird, some folks take it pretty serious. The current world professional toe wrestling champ, 34-year-old Ben Woodroff, had the nails on his big toes surgically removed to avoid the pain he experienced from excess pressure on his nail beds during wrestling bouts. Probably when I told my missus that I was a toe wrestler, she instantly thought I was a bit of a weirdo, he's reported to have said. Just a bit, dude. Good thing you'd already married her. The idea of locking unshod feet with some sweaty stranger in a pub, or anywhere really, comes close to last on my list of fun things to do in the summer. Closer to home, there are more summer observances. Heading east to west, these include the Coney Island Mermaid Parade, which just took place last weekend, so sorry if you missed it, as well as the High Heel Race, a pride event that takes place in cities all over the country, including later this summer in San Antonio, Texas, and it has wildly dressed folks racing down streets in their stilettos. Honestly, those two events sound pretty fabulous. In early August, you can head to California for the Gilroy Garlic Festival, a wacky celebration of all things garlic. It's a huge draw for foodies, if not vampires. This is a festival I could imagine attending, being a garlic fan. But I'd stay away from one of its featured attractions, garlic ice cream. Finally, you may or may not have missed your chance to enjoy this year's World or National Naked Bike Ride Day. According to the website International Days, this event was founded in 2004 to, quote, mobilize the general public against oil dependency and celebrate the human body. WNBRD's motto is, quote, bear as you dare, 
aiming to deliver a vision of a cleaner, safer, body-positive world. Now its focus is more on advocating for cycling, including bicycle safety. I don't really understand how that lines up with potentially exposing your entire dermis to the pavement, but maybe that's just me. In the U.S., Naked Bike Ride Day takes place on different dates in different cities. I only became aware of it last week when relatives who were visiting New Orleans sent us some eye-boggling pics of the event there. I'll spare you the images. If you're disappointed to have missed the big day in New Orleans and other cities, it's not too late. You can catch the event on Saturday, August 12th in Portland, Oregon. If you know anything about summer on the Northwest Coast, you know why Portlanders wait until August to ride bikes in the altogether. Burr. But surely there are other ways to revel in the magic of summer. And many of them are still, no doubt things I would never do myself. But I'm delighted to learn about them because I never tire of human wackiness, even if I don't necessarily want to participate in all of it. So, if you know of any zany summer observances I haven't mentioned, please share. But if you do decide to pedal in a parade wearing nothing but your birthday suit and a bike helmet, keep the pics to yourself. Just don't forget the sunscreen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. New episodes release every Wednesday, so hit that plus sign on your podcast app to follow the show and you won't miss any of them. If you'll take a moment to leave a star rating or a review, that really helps other folks find the show. Meanwhile, may your summer be filled with sunshine, fun, and no mosquitoes. May all your seasonal celebrations be full of joy, and may all your thoughts be good ones. <laughs>